All right. Good morning, Jake. Hello. Hello. How are you doing? <laughs> well, uh, after a few technical difficulties, we're finally off and rolling here. So I'm interested to see if this is going to kind of crash and burn or if we'll be able to get through it. That's great. Yeah, I'm excited to be a part of it. All right. Well, let's just get right into it then. Um, let's start with who you are, what your role is at MT, and who you work with. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, um, my name is Jake Ellis. I'm a senior account manager. I've been with Metric Theory for a little over three and a half years now. Um, I actually worked out of the Denver office for a couple of years, um, but now I've actually been working remotely um, for Metric Theory from Birmingham, Alabama. So uh, I've been doing that for a couple of years now as well. Um, I'm originally from the South, Atlanta. My wife is from Birmingham, so it's good to be in the South. I uh, definitely miss being in the office with everybody, um, but that's kind of my, my Metric Theory background. I am on um, the SEM side of things, so mainly just uh, the Google and Bing stuff. Um, but um, yeah, that's that's kind of who I am. And since I've been working remotely, I I don't work on a, a ton of teams, but um, I do work with a handful of people. All right. What on top of that do you think is the coolest thing you are working on right now? Yeah, I think I have a handful of clients um, that are really pivoting a according to kind of the current situation of things with COVID-19. So a lot of clients are understanding that this is really going to shape things for the future um, and it's going to have lasting impacts. And so a lot of them developing new products and really trying to get ahead of the curve and, and get out there in front of things um, before we, we leave quarantine and, uh, and that stuff. So I'm working with them pretty closely with some unique, unique campaigns highlighting certain new products. Um, so I, I think that's probably the most interesting thing that I'm doing right now. Huh, that is pretty cool. Uh, all right, let's shift gears now and find out a little bit more about you outside of work. What would you say is your most surprising skill or talent? Yeah, so I feel like I'm about to um, tell Metric Theory that I'm their weirdest employee. Yeah, we're going to see about that. <laughs> um, but actually, I guess a lot of people at Metric Theory do know this about me already, that I am a really big person into music. I love singing, playing guitar and things like that. Um, but one thing that has made me more infamous um, at Metric Theory is um, that I actually play the recorder flute pretty proficiently. Um, my first holiday party, I brought in um, a CD that I recorded um, myself of Christmas songs on the recorder. And that has kind of gone down in history and what a lot of people at Metric Theory now know me for. Um, but I know it's been years ago, so there's a lot of people out there that don't know that about me. But I'm pretty sure that's the most surprising talent that people would not expect to come from me. Wow. That's really got to rank up there as one of those kind of higher tier uh, hidden talents. Now, is this the kind of thing that you picked up as an adult or was it something that you had started as a child and it just kind of persisted? Um, it really, I, it did start when I was younger. I learned how to play um, My Heart Will Go On from the early age in like fourth grade. Um, so I, that carried over into adulthood. I, picked it back up because I thought it would be funny and now it's kind of just shaped who I am. Um, I've made another album and I know Jeff is eagerly awaiting my third album to come out. So hopefully, hopefully that'll happen. I've actually played the recorder in a friend's wedding ceremony before. So 
Um, it's just really been part of who I am. Hmm, impressive. Well, when you're not being the Kenny G of the recorder world, what <laughs> is taking up your quarantine time? What are you filling your days with lately? Yeah, so um, I, like a lot of people out there, have been working on a lot of various house projects. Um, most recently, over this past weekend, I painted my basement. Not too exciting, but the more exciting one that I've kind of been finally completing uh, is a project I actually started last year. I've actually been making um, this tanning pool in my backyard. It's called a stock tank pool. I don't know if a lot of people out there have heard of it, but it's essentially what you might, I mean, it's a stock tank. So what you would see in a field full of cows that they usually drink water out of, this big two foot deep, eight foot in diameter, um, just metal tank that I've actually put into the ground in my backyard and made some space around it for sitting out by the pool. Um, as you may or may not know, it gets really hot in the South in the summer. And so that's definitely one of the things I've been working on to cope with that uh, is completing that project with a full on waterfall, installing a pool pump and um, really putting the final touches on that this week, hopefully. Okay, so the first thing that I thought when you said stock tank was that you were turning people into soup, but you <laughs> explained that pretty well. Yeah, it's kind of like a hot tub, but it's not hot. So it can fit probably six to eight people and definitely looking forward to when quarantine ends and we can finally have people over to enjoy it. All right, well, plastic flutes and repurposed farm equipment. Uh, is there anything else that you'd say you're obsessive about that people should know? Well, I think just to just kind of tacking it on the end of that, when I have an idea and I think it's funny, I just roll with it and embrace it to the fullest and try to extend it as long as I can. So I had the funny idea of the recorder and I was like, I don't care if people think this is funny, people think this is weird, people never want to talk to me again because of this, but I'm going to go ahead and do it anyways. Um, so I've kind of taken that as part of my personality too, just um really not caring if anything i think is funny i'm gonna roll with it no matter what oh that's cool that's a cool personal philosophy i heartily agree um on a similar topic what would you say the one piece of media is that you have consumed the most in your life now as a little bit of backstory for this question what i wanted to know here was What's your favorite piece of media, movie, book, what have you? But that can change throughout your life. And really what I want to know here is what has kind of been that stalwart? What has been with you uh, the most throughout your life? Yeah, I mean, that's definitely a great question because I love movies and, yeah, my favorite movie does change. But I think another thing that people at Metric Theory kind of know me for is just how big of a Star Wars fan that I am. So I, I know with with 100% certainty that I have watched every movie at least 30 times, excluding the new ones since they are more recent. But growing up, I mean, it was my childhood, my adolescence, now my adulthood. Finally got to go to Star Wars Galaxy's Edge at Disney World. And um, I've just really loved all of those movies. I can quote them an embarrassingly well amount. Um, but that has been definitely the thing that I've watched the most times in my life, without a doubt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, long time ago, far, far away. I'm on board. Um, so that's the piece of media that you've consumed the most over your life. Um, let's switch to food. If you could only eat one meal for the rest of your life, what would that consist of? Yeah, yeah. So I'm honestly a pretty simple man when it comes to 
um, what I love to eat. I, I've grown up a fairly picky eater and have resorted to mostly um, like chicken nuggets and things like that. Also something that people at Metric Theory know me for. There's a few things, Star Wars, Recorder, and chicken nuggets. So, um, but I would actually say my last meal would consist of as many hot wings as I can eat. Love me some good wings. Um, and to wash it all down, cool myself off at the end with some mint chocolate chip ice cream. So no vegetables, huh? Well, make sure you have some antacid ready. That's all I'm saying. Uh, so let's switch from likes to dislike. Uh, tell me about a time in your life when you instantly regretted a decision you made. Well, the, f- the first thing that comes to my mind of just a moment of sheer, oh my gosh, what have I done? Um, I think it goes back to when I first moved to Colorado. I actually um, moved there a couple months before actually starting to work for Metric Theory. So I had a lot of free time. Um, My wife and I actually went to go visit uh, Yellowstone National Park, uh, Grand Teton National Park. Um, And actually at Grand Teton, one day we went out canoeing on one of the lakes. Um, It's probably the coolest experience I've ever had in my life. Um, But when we started out, we were kind of concerned because we saw some dark clouds. Um, But I was like, we're not going to be out there too long. We can beat the storm. as you might be able to see where this is going at this point, we, we didn't really beat the storm. We had canoed out onto this crystal clear lake um, to this really cool island where we could get out of our canoe, explore the island a little bit. And at that point, we started hearing thunder. So we went back to our canoe. We said we should probably call it. Um, but then at that point, we, we see just um, the rain come towards us. You know, when you see a rainstorm start and that line of rain um, starts to approach you, it comes up really quickly. Just a wall of impending doom. (laughs) Exactly. So um, I I get my wife in the canoe and we're paddling as fast as I can. Um, And we start more thunder, more lightning, kind of terrified at this point, but I had to keep my cool because my wife is terrified of storms. And so um, we paddled to actually a different island. um, And because the storm was getting so bad, I was worried that we were about to catch hypothermia because it was cold. Um, It was overall a pretty crazy experience. And we actually had to get rescued by the marina. They came in a boat. They told us to leave the canoe to get into the boat immediately, wrapped us in blankets. But I think that's that's the full picture of the story. Obviously, we were fine. We didn't have hypothermia. But as soon as I saw that that wall of rain begin to approach, um, I, I think that was the moment I was like, we should not have come out here. Um, and definitely, definitely regretted that, even though it was probably the coolest experience of my life as well. Yeah. Wow. That makes for a great story and a great memory. But in the moment, you've got to be like, God, what have I done? I've doomed us. yeah exactly yeah i'm sure your grandkids at some point will be sick to death of the holiday tradition of hearing about grandpa and the storm canoe but uh speaking of traditions tell me about a personal tradition that you keep yeah so this one this one's actually fairly unique one a little bit of backstory for me is um when my wife and i were dating or back when we were dating and not married Um, We actually did long distance. I was um, in Georgia. She was in Alabama. 
Um, so we didn't get to do a lot of normal things together on a regular basis. Uh, one of them being like celebrating Christmas together um, because we obviously celebrated Christmas with our families, kind of hard to be together on Christmas day. Um, so one thing that I established our first year of dating uh, was our own holiday um, where we would celebrate Christmas. It would happen usually a week before Christmas, maybe two weeks before Christmas. Um, my wife's name is Christina, and so I coined the name Christina-mas, Um, and we would do a bunch of Christmassy things together um, on that particular day while we were dating so that we could have Christmas together, exchange gifts. Um, but that tradition has kind of continued every single year. I mean, through a few years of dating uh, and a few years of marriage now, um, we've we've celebrated a specific day coined it as Christina Miss, where we do something extra Christmassy. Um, usually more recently, it's been going out to a really nice dinner, um, maybe ice skating, um, different things like that. So that's, that's probably my favorite tradition that I do have. There's a lot of other traditions that I do enjoy a lot, but I feel like that one's one of the most unique ones. All right, let's switch from enjoyment to irritation. What is something that may not agitate other people that much, but gets right on your last nerve? Yeah, this is, this is a great question. I, I really like to think of myself as a pretty level-headed guy that doesn't get easily disrupted. I mean, yeah, sometimes in traffic, things like that, I, I lose my patience a little bit. But I think I lose my patience the quickest um, when they get my food wrong at a fast food restaurant. Not like a, a nice restaurant. I'm a little bit more patient then. But if I'm going through McDonald's and I order a chicken sandwich with no mayonnaise and I get the sandwich and it has mayonnaise on it, I think that that's just like the last straw for me. And all, all patience goes out the window. I obviously don't yell or anything like that, but I'm very firm um, with my response to that. So, um, I think that's, that's definitely probably the thing that gets on my last nerve the quickest. All right. So when we're forced to evacuate our homes because the murder hornets are coming, uh, what treasured keepsakes are you going to grab as you run out the door? Yeah. So this is actually an interesting question that I've thought about a lot before. Um, mainly because back when I was in middle school, my house actually burnt to the ground. And so, Ever since that moment, I've had to think, all right, if I need to grab something real quick, what can I grab? Um, but that's a big, long story that would take 20 minutes to tell. So <laughs> if you're interested in that, we can, we can come back for more at some point or people can ask. We'll save that for part two. <laughs> yeah, part two. Always got to leave the people wanting more. So uh, I think at this point, I have, I've made myself a secret box. Well, I guess it's not really a secret box. Um, that's what I call it, where I have a lot of things that can't be replaced. So, for example, a lot of different small little trinkets and memories um, that I've started collecting ever since my wife and I started dating, whether it's concert tickets or little things that she would give me, um, things that just really can't be replaced. Um, things like that, or I have my very first Bible I got when I was three years old, actually one of the only things that survived the fire. So that is in that box. Um, and yeah, really, I think one of the other things is like some of the rocks I've collected from every national park that I've visited, 
um, just things that are irreplaceable is what I've realized um, after having my house burned down that those are the things that you're going to miss. You can buy more clothes, um, you can buy more things, um, but you really want to treasure and hold on to those things that can't be replaced. All right, so looking forward, what milestones are you most looking forward to hitting in the next five or so years, personal ones? Yeah, um, I think I've hit a lot of milestones that I've honestly been looking forward to in a while. Like I got married four years ago. I bought my first house two years ago. I think really in the next five years, I'd love to, I mean, start my family and I'd love to have a son or a daughter in the next five years. I think that's the biggest thing I can think of that would be pretty life-changing and a major milestone. But yeah, I think I'm definitely looking forward to that moment and hopefully coming sooner than later in the next five years. Yeah, that's a, it's a huge jump. So uh, you're looking forward to having kids kind of uh, being a dad and creating the whole family unit. Yeah, I'm pretty sure my kids are going to be really strange. Definitely excited for that. You think you'll want a big family or just the single kid? Um, my wife and I have talked about it. I actually am one of four kids in my family, so I'd probably at least want two or three kids of our own, but we'll definitely see how things shake out over the years. Do you think you'll stay in Alabama, or is there someplace else you had in mind to uh, raise this family? Um. For the foreseeable future, probably. I mean, my wife's family is here, so I think it'd be good to have family nearby to help take care of kids. And my family's not too far away over in Atlanta, so just a couple hours. I think for the, I mean, for the short term and really the foreseeable future, we plan to stay here in Birmingham. We, I mean, have a lot of great friends that we've made down here that we, we do a lot with. So I think it would be really cool to start our family and start raising kids together with a lot of the couple friends that we, we are really close to. All right. So from far future to immediate future, what are you looking forward to doing the most once we're uh, allowed to leave our houses again? Yeah. Um, also something I've thought a lot about, I mean, is we've kind of been in this for, I guess about two months now, but I mean, definitely the top answers being like traveling again or going to concerts again, I think one one of the most important things that my wife and I have discussed uh, is actually once this gets lifted and we can go out to eat again, uh, we're definitely going to Chili's. Um, I know that's that's silly and stupid, but we love Chili's. I'll swear by Chili's to the day I die. And so that is going to be the first restaurant that we go back to. I don't think it's stupid. I think this is more about the affection that you have for that place and memories of great times and experiences you and your wife have had and made there, yeah? Oh, yeah, for sure. All right, so we've come to the Wheel of Fate, wherein I spin the Wheel of Fate, and it chooses an incredibly stupid question for you to answer. All right, and what we've come up with is uh, if aliens landed in your front yard and demanded that you show them your species' greatest artistic masterwork, what would you choose? Yeah, um, I guess if it's I'm showcasing my stuff, uh, I would definitely need to show them my recorder album, specifically my second one. So I mentioned I recorded the Christmas album, but I actually recorded a, a love song album as well. So of, I mean, various love songs from the past couple decades that are really popular. 
Uh, I think that would be the one, the funniest thing I could show to aliens, but two, uh, I, I just think my impact on their perception of the human species um i just think that would be the funniest thing all right well you heard it here first intergalactic travelers the jake ellis love songs slow jams record is what you'll be hearing all right we're going to close the session out with our final question which is on the memorial made to you after your death what would you like it to say under your name in a single sentence to kind of sum up your legacy i think one my my faith is a really big part of my life and I feel like anything I put there would need to be related to that um, kind of my impact, my legacy and what I would want people to know about me. So um, probably one of my favorite verses uh, of scripture um, coming from Philippians is do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility, count others more significantly than yourselves, looking not only to your own interests, but also to the interests of others. Um, definitely a verse I've tried to live my life by and really um, sacrificing and, and serving other people and um, trying to make the biggest impact I can that way. So if there were to be a, a memorial built in my honor, uh, I would like to say that's what people would remember me for and would be encouraged to do um, from knowing me and my legacy. Great. Well, thank you for joining me this morning, Jake, to help kick this thing off. I have to say, I'm actually really impressed at how well this turned out. Good, <laughs> good. Yeah, I'm glad. I, I know that I've got a lot of weird, random facts about myself, so hoping that people find it interesting enough to listen to. So, Jake Ellis, thank you for joining us, and thank you out there for listening. <laughs>